what's up, what's up, you guys? This is Shakim Ra, and welcome to another episode of the Amin Ra podcast. So today we have a lot to discuss. There's been a lot of developments regarding the COVID-19 vaccine rollout, as well as the media. Um, since we last spoke, I know that we did do a previous podcast about Dr. Fauci basically being exposed by um, <clears throat> Senator Rand Paul, but it has gotten even better people. So um, I've been documenting everything kind of on my Instagram. So I'm just, this is like my PowerPoint for everything. So um, I will be referencing some of the material that you see here on my Instagram at shotkim underscore raw. Um, but for now, what I want to do is I want to pull up some recent videos of what's been going on with Dr. Fauci. Very, very interesting how quickly um, not only did the mainstream media turn on Dr. Fauci, but now the Chinese government is turning on Dr. Fauci. So let's pull up some clips um, just to give you a quick update about what's been going on, what was the latest news um, and what's happening. So. Um, Here's a clip from Fox News. I'm going to play this and I'm going to come back with the rest of my commentary. Those emotions, they were put on hold by time, but at Claire's bridal. Senator, good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, you listen to the reporting there. What do you make of this? Well, I think the most I think the most important thing is that the investigation can't be done by the WHO or an international group. But it also can't be done by Americans who are involved with funding the lab. So Dr. Fauci and his handpicked person from EcoHealth, they can't investigate themselves because they gave the money to the lab. They have a conflict of interest and a desire to make sure nothing bad is discovered that could have occurred with NIH money. So they can't be the investigators either. This is very important. I think Dr. Fauci should be made to testify under oath about the money that was given to the lab and the good news is yesterday, I passed an amendment on the Senate floor that says no more gain of function money can be sent to China. This is very important because this could happen again. I mean, they are experimenting with the SARS virus, which is 15 times more deadly than COVID-19. COVID-19 kills about 1%. That's been 3 million people, more than 3 million people. If SARS got out of lab, that could be 50 million people. So this is a very important task ahead of us. Okay, we have a we have eleven okay. labs in our country that do this kind of research. If, you you, you raise a, a number of interesting points. Let me see if I can knock off as many as I can in the next few minutes here. Uh, we are told that the NSC, the National Security Council, is the one that's running this investigation now. Is that acceptable? I think it needs to be a bipartisan commission, not just the administration. I think really this should not be a partisan issue. And I think yesterday we demonstrated that Democrats will vote for some. Uh, repercussions on this, but I don't know that the administration can investigate this, particularly since they've shut down the previous administration's investigation. So I'm worried that they're trying to cover up the government's involvement, our government's okay, involvement. So they, they would argue they haven't shut it down. And I, I mean, maybe it is just a question of whether it's in this silo, the State Department, or in this silo over here at the National Security Council. Stand by for more on that. You mentioned Anthony Fauci. Here he was on the Hill about the funding for that lab in Wuhan and what was legitimate and what was not. Watch. About $600,000 over a period of five years. So it was a modest amount. There was nothing in the grant application that would call for what is referred to as gain of function. Gain of function meaning taking the virus that could infect humans 
and making it either more transmissible and or pathogenic human. Okay, so a couple of things in there. This, take the value of the dollars he mentioned, 600,000 over five years. Is that a lot? Does that matter? Uh, sure. Well, sure, it's a lot. And actually, there are some reports that it added up to millions over time. But the other thing he said is that there was no gain of function in the application. There are scientists who have looked at the application and absolutely and categorically disagree with it. They say the application did include gain of function. The other evidence we have is that Dr. Xi from the Wuhan lab published a paper that is clearly about gain of function. And in that, she thanks Dr. Fauci and his group for funding that paper. So there's a lot of contradictions going on. The bottom line is he cannot investigate himself. He was responsible for giving this money. So he has every incentive to cover it up and not reveal the truth about it. Because if the pandemic did come from the lab, he would have great culpability in this. So he can't be investigating this, nor can any of his people that he picks be investigating it. He needs to be excluded from the investigation. So you allege today this is a cover-up. Is that what I hear? No, I'm, no, what I'm saying is, is that there could be a cover-up because there's an incentive by people like Dr. Fauci not to uh, reveal anything because he would be then culpable because he was in charge of funding this lab. Okay, one more thing I want to squeeze in here. The National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, or the James Freeman wrote about this in the Wall Street Journal a few days ago. Uh, the quote from that group was, it's impossible for us to be aware of, nor can we account for all of their activities. Just final word on this, Senator. I think that's true. And one of the strongest evidence that this came from the lab is they haven't been able to find the virus in any animal. Nobody, no, they tested thousands of animals in the wet market. None of them tested positive for COVID. So there's a lot of things that need to be investigated. But so far, a lot of the evidence is pointing towards the lab. Well, Senator, thank you for coming on today. It continues, okay? The mystery there deepens. Rand Paul. All right. I got another clip I want to play. It's going to be this next clip, and then I'm going to come back, okay? Learn a thing by doing the thing in a real environment with real hands-on labs. Sick of hot and stuffy rooms during summer? This high school physics teacher built a device to give America cost-free aircon, and he just destroyed the billion-dollar aircon industry in the process with a device that pops out. Senator Tom Cotton, member of the Senate Armed Forces and Judiciary Committees. I want to talk about the, the media aspect of this, and especially going back last year and pull something up that shows what you were talking about a year ago and how you were criticized. But let me ask you, do you agree with what Rand Paul just said in terms of a possible cover-up by the NIH? Yeah, Dana, I hope Tony Fauci gives some straight answers today for once. Uh, look, it's a matter of public record that the NIH spent hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, in these Wuhan labs and the Wuhan labs were doing gain-of-function research to make coronaviruses more contagious and more dangerous. Uh, so they need to come clean with the American people. They need to stop playing word games. They need to explain why they funded that research, apparently in violation of at least the spirit, if not the letter, of an Obama White House directive. That, that, uh, Dr. Fauci has said in the past that the gain of function was not something that was authorized to do in that lab. Does that matter? Well, if that's the case, they need to answer why their oversight of their grants is so sloppy. I mean, again, they gave hundreds of thousands of dollars indirectly to these Wuhan labs. The infamous bat lady, the Chinese scientist who investigated these bat coronaviruses, openly thanked Dr. Fauci's agency in her research. Uh, if they didn't know what their money or what our money, our taxpayer money was funding, then they need to answer why they have such lax oversight on their grant processes. 
All right, let's talk about the media. So Glenn Kessler is the Washington Post fact checker. He wrote this about you recently. He said, Senator Tom Cotton, from the start, pointed to the lab's location in Wuhan, pressing China for answers, so the history books will reward him if he turns out to be right. The reason he wrote that is because if you look at all these past headlines from uh, a year and a half ago or so, uh, Tom Cotton is playing a dangerous game. He repeats fringe theory and on and on. Um, and now that they have a little bit more information, and now that President Trump is in an office and maybe with a little bit more clear eyes, this is now a real possibility. And so uh, it's about time, right? Well, Dana, I'm not looking for any awards from the mainstream yeah. media, and I'll let history sort things out for itself. What matters most to me is that the American people get answers. Was the Chinese government responsible for unleashing the worst pandemic in a century on the world? through a combination of its negligence in these labs and then its deceitfulness in covering it all up. Could it have stopped uh, this pandemic much earlier if they had been open and transparent from the very beginning in late 2009 and early 2020 uh, about what had happened in those laboratories? That's why we need to demand answers. That's why we need a credible investigation, not another whitewash by the World Health Organization. Okay, I also wanted to ask you about this. It's, uh, John Cena is, of course, a uh, actor, a former wrestler. He uh, apologized to China in Mandarin for suggesting that Taiwan was a country. What? He's very, very sorry, and he sincerely apologizes. What do you think of this? It's very disappointing. It's just one more example of how the China lobby in American society continues to try to lobby for China's interest against America's interest. You know, Hollywood is deep in China's pocket. When was the last time you saw a Chinese bad guy in a movie? Unlike, say, the Soviets. That's because Hollywood wants access to the Chinese market and the Chinese money. But it's almost everywhere in society. Data. You know, university presidents come and lobby us all the time because they want more full freight tuition paying Chinese nationals to come to their country. Um, so many uh, companies like hotel companies or airline companies refuse to list Taiwan in their drop-down menu because of Chinese pressure. Just one more disappointing example of how the China lobby um, bends American policy in China's favor. Tom Cotton, have a great week. Thank you. Thank you all. It seems as if they're chipping away at this, trying to get an answer here. Gain of function, $500,000, $600,000 over five years, right? What he points out clearly is what were they doing with the money and what sort of oversight did the U.S. government have as a result of that? I think I think that, that's the nut of it right now. And I would assume that question comes up. All right. So you guys just saw that. And so um, there's a huge implosion right now. I believe one of the Indiana governors just passed a bill to limit Anthony Fauci's position. They actually called it the FIRED Act. Okay, so they want Anthony Fauci fired. Um, people are calling for Anthony Fauci to be fired, to resign. And this is a complete shift from the, the narrative and the overall perception of Anthony Fauci um, from the past year. It has completely been turned on its head. Um, so now we have people calling for Anthony Fauci to be fired. Let me actually pull up that article so I can read that to you. All right, so this is from Yahoo News. 
And it says, amid the CDC's updated mask guidance and new information coming to light about the origins of COVID, experts and Americans alike are questioning the credibility of those calling shots throughout the pandemic, including the high-profile Dr. Fauci. The CDC has lost all credibility. Dr. Marty Macri, Fox News medical contributor and professor of health policy and management at John Hopkins University School of Public Health said, they have been consistently delinquent, misrepresenting COVID risk levels. The public sees through the CDC's flawed guidance on schools, travel and summer camps that they use, that use the guise of science. That's why 52% of Americans no longer trust the CDC. Dr. Brett Giroir, the former White House Coronavirus Task Force testing Cesar and former Department of Health and Human Services Assistant Secretary said the confusion surrounding the CDC's new guidance is a result of awful communication and planning around the guidance as well as a terrible choice of words. The real message is, if you are in areas of significant disease or in hybrid circumstance and you are not vaccinated, it is still safer to wear a mask than not wear one. On top of mistrust in the CDC, Fauci's credibility is wavering, some experts claim. He recently said he is not convinced COVID-19 developed naturally outside of a Wuhan lab as a report came out that three Wuhan lab workers were diagnosed with COVID-like symptoms just before the official outbreak in China. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky testified Wednesday that a laboratory origin of COVID-19 is one possibility. Yet in May 2020, Fauci told National Geographic, what's out there now is very, very strongly leaning toward this could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated. But in May, he flip-flopped, literally a year later, almost to the day. When asked by a PolitiFact reporter if he was still confident that COVID-19 developed naturally, he said, no, actually, no, I'm not convinced about that. Virus origins aside, Fauci has also given mixed messages surrounding mask mandates. In March 2020, he said there's no reason to be walking around with a mask. And in June 2020, three months later, he discouraged mask wearing to conserve them both for health workers qualifying that PPE were in very short supply. But then in January of 2021, he said double mask masking makes common sense, is more effective. Republican Guy Rashent Haler of Pennsylvania, a member of the House of Representatives China Task Force, recently uncovered that $1.1 million in U.S. taxpayer funding was sent to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. He says he has been wrong, intentionally deceptive, and inconsistent throughout this entire pandemic. A few examples of Fauci's failures include claiming there was very little risk to Americans in January of 2020, opposing President Trump's China travel ban, then crediting it with saving lives and wrongly and wrongly predicting an explosion of cases in Texas after Governor Abbott lifted the state mask mandates. It is long past time for Dr. Fauci to stop talking to the American public, Fauci should resign or be fired immediately. Republican Warren Davidson of Ohio proposed the FIRED Act in light of his messaging. FIRED stands for Fauci Incompetence Requires Early Dismissal. 
Dr. Fauci is at odds with the CDC. He has repeatedly put political science ahead of the science on COVID-19. Okay, so we have several Republicans, including Rand Paul, um, a senator in Pennsylvania. We have a senator in Ohio that are all turning on Dr. Fauci and calling for him to be fired. And this is very interesting, a very interesting turn of events. And it's even affecting Joe Biden, Joe Biden because now Joe Biden wants to open up an investigation when the Obama administration shut down an investigation into this, um, the origins of COVID-19 a long time ago. Okay, so now Joe Biden is even feeling the heat and he's trying to flip flop. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be trying to distance himself from Fauci. So many people are reporting that Dr. Fauci may be fired in 90 days or less. So I'll definitely be keeping my eye on that. Now, in addition to that, um, the Chinese media has also exposed Dr. Fauci and they are also exposing the US government for doing gain of function research. So it says here, according to two recent articles in the Global Times, a state-run media outlet, Dr. Fauci was called degenerate for calling for further investigations into the origins of COVID in Wuhan. It says, and I quote, U.S. elites degenerate further in morality, and Fauci is one of them. Okay. And it goes on to say, in another article, Fauci was, a, was accused of betraying Chinese scientists in Wuhan. Okay. So the Chinese is very upset with Dr. Fauci. Um, the American people are upset with Dr. Fauci. The Republicans are upset with Dr. Fauci and the American people are simply not here for that. Um, so I definitely think that everything has completely switched in just a year. In just a year, um, America's hero has been painted out to be a fraud, a scammer, and a funder of the very virus that he's trying to tell everybody they're going to need booster shots for in six to nine months. Okay, so um, we will be keeping our eye on Mr. Fauci, definitely. Um, as time goes on, we'll definitely be paying attention and we will definitely be watching this story and watching the media's response to Dr. Fauci as things continue to unfold. Now, um, something else that I wanted to cover is what's happening with children that have been vaccinated. There's been several reports of strokes. There's been several reports of heart, heart issues, blood clots and among a, num a number of other issues. So I did receive an article today um, here from freewestmedia.com that I wanna show you. And this article says, new Pfizer study, 80% of all vaccinated children aged 12 and older complain of side effects. Okay. So it says here, that there was a study done and it showed that the Pfizer vaccine was tested on 1,097 children and at least 866 out of them developed some form of unpleasant side effect. And um, this study showed that some of these side effects after the vaccination were headaches, shivering, vomiting, diarrhea, muscle pain, joint pain, appendicitis, headache, and um, vomiting, okay? And th these are just the beginning of, you know, what we're starting to see. Now look at what's happening in Canada. So they're offering kids free ice cream for a vaccine. Check this out. 
It's like you're going to have time right to see one of you. Every single fucking one of you. Everybody. I mean, why you now? Hey Rise Up, we are at Nathan Phillips Square. Um, we're at the pop up vaccine clinic. And uh, the police have just told us that we are not allowed to be on the Nathan Phillips Square property. So we're out on the sidewalk. So you guys just saw that clip and rightfully so people are very, very upset about what's going on in um, Canada. I cannot believe they're giving children free ice cream to get this vaccine without any type of parental permission. This is absolutely unacceptable and disgusting. Um, so, you know, this is insane. Um, they are definitely trying to coerce people into getting this vaccine. They're definitely doing everything that they can to inject people with this vaccine, okay? Now, if that's not enough, I just saw something today that says um, they, they have now created a, a huge lottery in California um, to get the vaccine. So I'm just trying to find the specific tweet. Um, let's find it. Okay, it says it right here. It says California governor announces $116 million in prize money to encourage people to get vaccinated. The Vax for the Win website says the program is being paid for by the state, okay? So um, California is about to give away $100 million to try to coerce people into um, getting this vaccine. And it's getting, it, they're literally bribing people. I don't, I don't think they've ever um, bribed so many people to get an experimental medical treatment. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Um, 
Now, there's also other companies doing the same thing, like CVS and United Airlines. So it says CVS, CVS has a sweepstake prize, which includes cruises, Super Bowl tickets, and NCAA Final Four packages. Okay. The sweepstake, which includes more than a thousand prizes, will launch on June 1st. Winners will be selected in weekly drawings over a six-week period. To be eligible to enter, people who are 18 or older have to receive or plan to receive their COVID-19 vaccine through the CVS Health before the sweepstakes close on June 10th. Here's another one. Um, it says CVS Health has partnered with nine companies to offer hundreds of prizes, including cruises from Norwegian Cruise Line, international tour packages from Smart Tours, VIP tickets to Super Bowl, to the Super Bowl in LA, and a 2022 NCAA Final Four package from Unilever. Other prizes include trips to Bermuda, a VIP package for the iHeartRadio Music Festival, platinum and diamond membership stays at Wyndham Hotels, gift cards for dates from the dating app Hinge, and monetary prizes from CVS Health for Family Reunions. Earlier this week, United Airlines announced a similar program where it is offering vaccinated travelers a chance to win free flights. As part of your Shot to Fly sweepstakes, Mileage Plus members who upload their vaccination records to United's mobile app or website through June 22nd are eligible to win a round-trip flight for two passengers to anywhere in the world United flies. The carrier will give away 30 pairs of tickets throughout the month of June on July 1st. Five rewards members will receive free flights for an entire year for themselves and another passenger. Okay, so you guys, they are giving away plane tickets, cruise tickets, Super Bowl tickets. Um, I just remember we just showed in the previous podcast that they were giving people uh, free tickets to the next game and free tickets to the next game because they want people to get this vaccine so bad, okay? So anytime somebody tries to bribe you, into what's happening, you need to be very, very careful and very, very cautious about what they're trying to do. Now, um, I just saw this article for the first time. It says a vaccine mandate unleashes a mob in a small Polish town. The mayor of a former mining community in Poland received death threats and was compared to a Nazi death camp doctor after trying to make coronavirus shot obligatory for adults. The mayor, a heart surgeon, had just finished overnight hospital duty when he received alarming news. A mob of protesters, some dressed in military camouflage, had gathered outside his home, screaming abuse through bullhorns and waving banners, comparing him to Joseph Mengele, the Nazi death camp physician. The small but menacing rally this month followed a decision a few days earlier by the elected council in Wałbrzych, a former mining town in southwestern Poland, to declare that vaccination against the coronavirus was mandatory for all adult residents. That decision, the mayor, Dr. Roman Shalemesh, said in an interview reflected the simple medical fact that vaccination is the only thing that can prevent this disease. Wariness of coronavirus vaccines runs deep in Poland, particularly among younger people, with a survey by the University of Warsaw indicating that around 40% of the population is averse to getting inoculated. This is a lower level of skepticism than in France, but it's still enough to make vaccines a rallying cause for a diverse 
And Dr. Shlemesh fears growing minorities who live in a different reality based on distrust of all scientific, moral, and political authority. There are no rules, no laws, no facts, no scientific achievements, no proven data. Everything is questioned. Everything is fragile. This is dangerous, very dangerous. The mandatory vaccine order endorsed by 20 out of 25 town counselors carried no real legal force. It was declared invalid last week by the regional government but the effort unleashed such a wave of hate that the Walsh Brzezik police, alarmed by the death threats against the doctor, offered him round-the-clock protection. Okay? Um, so, yeah, people are not playing around. Um, and shout-out to the Polish people for completely getting into his ass and letting him know that you're not going to inject us with anything and you're not going to make us do anything. Okay? So that is what they want. They want to, you know, make sure that people sign up for this fucking vaccine. Okay. Now, here's another story of a woman who was arrested for driving through a vaccine site recklessly. Okay. So they're going to make an example um, out of this woman. Okay. I guess they want me to pay to read that article, which that's not about to happen. Um, now, here's another vaccine incentive, okay, from the University of New York. They will give you a full scholarship to college if you get the vaccine, okay? So now we also have New York not only giving out free tickets, but they're also giving out scholarships to children and to young people, okay? Um, in addition to that, um, there are sweepstakes in Colorado, Um and there's other employers who are now mandating this vaccine, okay? And now they are trying to go door to door to people's homes to give them this vaccine, okay? Um, now it says here, um, there was a protest yesterday at Richfield High School because they were protesting. They set up a clinic outside the high school and the parents of these children that go to this school were very upset. So let's check this clip out. I'm gonna come right back with the rest of my commentary. That look is a look that can only happen by a roaring fire at a verbal cabin. While the kids are sorry. You're together. Tester, tester showed up today to a vaccine clinic at a high school in Ridgefield. The clinic was meant for anyone 12 and up to come and get a vaccine. The protesters held signs like, children are not lab rats. They don't trust the safety of the vaccine. Healthcare workers say the misinformation is getting old. Well, actually, it starts about um, a year ago, March, and we are pretty much doing the same thing, different day. We are tired of it. We think that uh, we like to set an example for the community and say that we need to get this vaccine done and we need to get it done as soon as possible for public health. The experts have spoken. I trust the experts. I trust the science. Extensive testing has shown the vaccine is safe and effective for the vast majority of people. Okay. Now, they did not show the parents protesting. That's what really what I wanted to show you. I didn't want to see the propaganda. See how the propaganda um, tried to label these people anti-vaxxers, and they tried to say, oh, it's safe, it's safe, it's safe, it's safe, but it's not, okay? Now, now they are investigating 
the, the role of the vaccine and one of the presenters at the BBC death. Okay, Lisa Shaw recently died, okay, after she got the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine. All right, um, so let me just read a little bit of this article. So it says here, her family said the 44-year-old was treated for blood clots days after her first jab and she died on Friday. An interim fact of death certificate lists the vaccine as one of the possible factors being considered. The Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency said vaccine benefits exceed risks for most people. It confirms an investigation into Ms. Shaw's death will be held and lists a complication of AstraZeneca COVID-19 virus vaccination as a consideration. The document does not determine the cause of death. That will not be issued until after the investigation has been completed. The BBC Radio Newscastle presenter was not known to have any underlying health problems. In a statement, Ms. Shaw's family said, Lisa developed severe headaches a week after receiving her AstraZeneca vaccine and fell seriously ill a few days later. She was treated by Royal Victoria Infirmary Intensive Care Team for blood clots and bleeding in her head. Tragically, she passed away surrounded by her family on Friday afternoon. We are devastated and there is a Lisa shaped hole in our lives that can never be filled. We will love and miss her always, okay? So very sad. Again, we have somebody bleeding in their brain once again from this vaccine. And they wanna to continue to tell people, oh, you know, there is no issue here. There's nothing to worry about. The benefits outweigh the risk. This is happening in a small number of people. And they continue to do, um, you know, absolutely nothing to protect people from dying from blood clots. Can you imagine the, the pain that, it, that a person has to go through in order to have bleeding in their brain and to have blood clots in their brain? Can you imagine the excruciation to the point where it puts you in a coma and you literally pass away because you have so much bleeding going on from your brain. That is a horrible way to die. And every time that they minimize this and say, oh, this is a rare case, they are disrespecting the families of those people who have died, okay? People that have died and it's very disrespectful. And it just shows you that these people really don't care who they kill. The more people they kill, the better off they feel like, the better job that they feel like they're doing, okay? So, um, the last thing I want to show you in this particular podcast is, uh, let's see, we're going to do a quick update on people that have been hospitalized, okay? Now, this is a guy in Mayfield Heights who's fully vaccinated, but he still ended up in the hospital with COVID-19. So let's go ahead and play this clip, and then I'm going to come back with the rest of my commentary. challenging year, Cleveland kids and families deserve something great, the CMSD Summer Learning Experience. Go to clevelandmetroschools.org. It's safe, fun, in-person learning for everyone. Enrichment classes to catch up or move ahead. 
field trips, activities, and celebrations with transportation, meals, and more. It's free starting June 7th. So go to clevelandmetroschools.org. That's clevelandmetroschools.org. All right, as we've been telling you this, the coronavirus vaccine, it is highly effective, but even so, thousands of vaccinated people are still getting sick. They're called breakthrough cases, and the Mayfield Heights man tells me he's one of those cases. He says it's too soon to lift restrictions. Speaking with me through Zoom from Hillcrest Hospital, Brendan Hepridge is still shocked. COVID-19 caught up with him. Doctor, when I saw the ER here, he's like, you are literally the worst case I've seen in anybody like post-vaccination. So lucky me, I guess. The 31-year-old essential worker says he did everything right. Social distance, masked up, and he's been fully vaccinated for a month now. Yet just a week ago, his health took a turn. Had this recurrent cough, smell or taste anything. So like, you know, I'm thinking of time. I mean, that's pretty unrealistic. I'm already fully vaccinated, right? So but just to be safe, I went to CBS, you know, rapid test there and came back positive. He's battling some drastic symptoms in the ICU, and it's still unclear how he got the virus. Dr. Claudia Hoyan with University Hospitals says breakthrough cases like this are rare, but they're not surprising. Even if you're if you've had two vaccines, you may be one of those, you know, five in a hundred people who um, didn't respond. And as Ohio prepares to ease restrictions on things like masks and capacity limits, Hoyan says we all need to proceed with caution and mask up if you're not vaccinated. We can't go around all wearing a sign, you know, what medical conditions we have or, you know, my vaccine worked 95% or something like that. So it's, it's going to be really important as we're moving forward that we all just respect each other. Grebbage, though, says, I don't think... <laughs> You know, the governor's new announcements, you know, everything's perfectly fine to be back to normal if you're vaccinated. Like, I think that might be a little premature. So earlier this month, the CDC changed how it's tracking breakthrough cases. Only one severe enough that the patient ended up in the hospital or dying. But get this, as of April 26th, there were a little more than 9,200 cases reported by the CDC. 835 people ended up in the hospital. And 132 people. Right. So you guys just saw that we have another vaccinated person. They said he's one of the worst cases they've ever seen in the hospital. He got reinfected with COVID because this is not a vaccine. This is an experimental injection. So I just want to wrap this podcast up by saying um, I want to say I'm very grateful to everybody that is staying on top of this, that is covering this information, that is reporting on this, because we are witnessing the largest human trial experiment, medical experiment that we've ever seen. And now they are involving children. They're offering people ice cream, scholarships, lottery tickets, football tickets, cruises, um, anything that you can think of. They're going to offer it and offer it and offer it until people sign up and get this vaccine. Okay. So with that being said, I have another podcast to do, which I'm going to start shortly after this one. But I want to thank you for tuning in and I will see you in the next podcast. Peace.